Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Garrison Talk Sports here on Anchor. Uh, I have been gone for quite some time. I realize that it's been uh, a few weeks, I believe, since I made my last post. Uh, Christmas, obviously, was kind of one of the contributors to that. Christmas Eve, I went to uh, spend time with my wife and her family. Uh, we had uh, we went to church that day, and then we had a huge Nerf gun war in the evening, and that was a lot of fun. Christmas Day was spent with my family. And then right after that, on the 27th of December, the wife and I headed to Charlotte, North Carolina to be a part of my brother's wedding. Uh, I was privileged to be the best man at that event, and it was a great time and an awesome experience to see the little brother get married finally to his uh, girlfriend of seven years. Um Ever since high school, they've been together, so it's about time. And uh, they're off in the Caribbean right now, so um, shout out to them, and uh, I'm excited to uh, see how they uh, grow as a couple. After the wedding, the wife and I came home and proceeded to get sick, so uh, finally, here I am, starting up a new episode, and an announcement about my show's upcoming schedule Uh, I keep telling you guys that I'm going to do four or five days a week, and I'm just coming to find that that's not realistic because uh, I'll get lazy, just not want to do it, or uh, something will come up and I won't have the time. So uh, I've decided that Monday, Wednesday, and Friday are going to be the days that I'm going to try and get you guys a new episode of Garrison Talk Sports on those days. Uh, It'll probably be uh, in the morning or late morning, one of the two. And, um, that's what I'm going to work to do to get you guys new content on those days. So, uh, look out for new episodes, um, on those days. And, uh, hopefully this becomes my new schedule going forward unless something comes up. So we'll start this off as a trial run before I make any promises, but that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, so without further ado, guys, let's get started and go into the rundown. So we'll kick things off with the NBA. The Golden State Warriors defeated the New York Knicks in Oracle Arena with a score of 122-95. to Klay Thompson had 43 points in the win, including seven threes on the night. And Golden State improved their season to 27-14, while the Knicks fell to a measly 10-31. Ryan Saunders, son of the late Flip Saunders, got his first win as interim head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves last night in a win over Oklahoma City, one of the best teams in the Western Conference by a score of 119 to 117. Andrew Wiggins had 40 points and 10 rebounds in the win for the T-Wolves, which is a rarity for him. Paul George had 27 points for the Thunder in the losing effort. The Timberwolves improved to 20 and 21 on the season, while the Thunder, uh, excuse me, the Thunder <laughs> fall to 25 and 15. Here's hoping that they keep Ryan Saunders as the head coach. It was a really cool thing to see um, the players uh you know, celebrate with him after the win, um, especially after the passing of his father, Flip Saunders, a few years ago. So I really hope that they keep him as the coach. It seems like the players really like him, the way they were celebrating with him. Um, They seem to have more fun in general uh, than when they were playing with Tom Thibodeau. No discredit to Tom Thibodeau. He's a great coach, but he's all business, and um, that can really wear on a young group of players. So I think Ryan Saunders fits with them better, and we'll just have to see where uh, Timberwolves management wants to go with this. 
Elsewhere, the Denver Nuggets continue their winning ways with a 103-99 win over the Miami Heat and improve their record to 27-12 on the season. Jokic, Nikola Jokic, that is, had his fourth triple-double on the season with 29 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists. Bright future he has ahead of him. In other NBA news, DeMarcus Cousins of Golden State is aiming to make his return and debut for the Warriors on January 18th against the L.A. Clippers. It's going to be interesting to see how he meshes with the other four All-Stars on that roster and the already loaded roster with Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green. Um, many are arguing that he could be the missing piece as if they needed any more help. Um, but he would just add an entirely new weapon to uh, that already loaded team. He can score from the inside. He can score from the outside. He shoots three-pointers at a pretty good clip. And he's a rebounding machine as well. Uh, when he was with the New Orleans Pelicans, he averaged close to 13 boards on top of his over 20 points per game. So um, it's almost unfair when you look at that roster. But this is what we were all waiting for to see him make his return from that torn Achilles. And uh, it looks like January 18th is the night. So tune in. Let's see how I'm sure it's they're going to ease him back into it. It's going to be a slow process, but Nonetheless, DeMarcus Cousins coming, making his debut for Golden State. Uh, the 76ers have been receiving calls about Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is turning into a cancer in this league, it looks like, as he just can't get along with whatever team he's on uh, when he was with Minnesota, or excuse me, when he was back in with Chicago. He had issues with Fred Hoiberg um, and the way he was being used in their offense. He got, gets moved to Minnesota. He starts having issues with his former head coach, Tom Thibodeau, his teammates. I don't I don't know if uh, – let me take that back. I'm not sure if it was with Tom Thibodeau. I'd say it was more with the young players on that team. He just didn't like their mentality. He wanted more of a serious environment. So he goes to Philadelphia, a more serious environment with uh, very good players in um, uh, Joel, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And now we're having similar reports that he's unhappy with the mentality there and he's unhappy with uh, the head coach, Brett Brown. So um, I'm not sure if you're another team why you would be calling and asking about him considering he's having so much trouble with authority right now and considers himself to be one of the top five players in the league when he's not. Um, but in any case, uh, yeah, we'll have to keep our eye on that and see how that situation develops. But um, I personally wouldn't touch Jimmy Butler with a 10-foot pole right now if I'm management somewhere in the league. Uh, the LA Lakers are continuing to try and survive until LeBron's return. Uh, they've won just uh, the second time in seven games since James strained his groin on Christmas Day. Uh, they swept the season series with the Mavericks, 3-0. Uh, and they just won last night with Kyle Kuzma going off for 41 points. So uh, the Lakers are currently kind of treading water right now. They're just, you know, above that 500 mark. Um, they're hoping LeBron's going to come back soon from that injury, but it's obviously not something you can rush somebody back from. Uh, in any case, the Lakers are currently up in the uh, top five of the Western Conference. Um, so... They're uh, just hopeful for the Kings' return. Let's go ahead and move on. We've got some NFL news now. 
So Vic Frangio looks to finally be getting his shot. The Denver Broncos are expected to hire the longtime defensive coordinator as their head coach. NFL Network insider insider Ian Rappaport reported Wednesday Frangio is getting a four-year deal with a fifth-year option. And NFL Network's Tom Pelissero reported the 60-year-old Frangio has spent uh, four years with the Chicago Bears, which boasted the NFL's top defense in 2018. And he's been the uh, an NFL defensive coordinator for 19 seasons and an assistant for 32. So congratulations to Vic Fran, uh, Fangio. Excuse me. Uh, that, I think that's a great hire considering what you, <coughs> you look at Chicago's defense and what they did this year. Um, Denver certainly has the pl- the pieces to start building an excellent defense. So, uh, fan, it'll be Fangio has a has an interesting opportunity up there in Denver, and um, it'll just be interesting to see if he can get the offense going on that end. It's been pretty stagnant up there in Denver for the past few years now. Um, they need to get a quarterback because I don't think Case Keenum is the answer. Uh, they signed him for an eighteen million dollar deal. Uh, last season, and I just don't know if he's your long-term solution. So they've drafted drafted a couple guys like Savage, and um, it just hasn't panned out. So uh, Fangio has an opportunity, and it's up to him to make the most of it. Some other coaching news out of the NFL. Cliff Kingsbury, the former Texas Tech head coach, USC offensive coordinator, is now an NFL coach with the Arizona Cardinals. And there's also a report out there that he is considering offering Josh Rosen, the former number one pick, or excuse me, uh, the first round pick for the Cardinals last year as a trade offer in order to go out and get Kyler Murray with the first round pick for his new club. So I'm not sure if there's any... uh, there's any uh, hundred, you know, concrete evidence that he would do that, but uh, back there's video that surfaced of him back in Texas Tech saying that if he were a GM, he would draft Kyler Murray with the first overall pick. Now he has that chance at the Arizona Cardinals. Just something to think about. Bruce Arians, the former head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, is now the new head coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that's an excellent hire for them. Uh, they need a guy who can come in and help um, lead Jameis Winston back down the right track, who certainly struggled um, this last year as they tried to kind of balance balance a role with him as the starting quarterback or backup quarterback to uh, Fitzpatrick, who was uh, called Fitzmagic at one point this season. Um, I didn't think Fitzpatrick's uh, run would keep going all year. I rooted for him, but it just didn't turn out that way. And the whole season for the Buccaneers, you know, didn't turn out the way they had wanted. And so um, I think Bruce Arians is going to be a guy that can come in and uh, bring a new culture to the team and get rid of that stagnant feel that was there. And um, Jameis Winston really needs it if he wants to get his career back on track. This was a contract year. He didn't go the way he wanted. So um, if I'm Tampa Bay, I don't I don't uh, invest in him in the long term. I give him maybe a one or two year deal, a prove it deal. And uh, hope I, I wish Jameis the best. That's for sure. I think he's a good kid at heart. But uh, is he the long term answer for your franchise? That remains to be seen. 
Also joining the staff at Tampa Bay is Todd Bowles, former head coach of the uh, New York Jets. Uh, he'll be joining as the defensive coordinator after he was fired or, or resigned. I don't remember which it was from the Jets. I thought he always got a bad rap um, at, during his time in New York simply because you look at the roster, he had nothing to work with. Yes, he, they had and they got to draft Sam Darnold, and he's got a promising future, no doubt. But they didn't really have many pieces. Isaiah Crowell at running back is solid. The OF offensive line wasn't very good. The defense is young, talented, but inexperienced, and they were just never able to piece a winning formula together in the, his his few years there. And um, I thought that they overperformed this season when you look at that uh, Jets team. And really, there were a couple of years where the, te- the team as a whole overperformed their expectations. Um, it's a franchise that saved its money rather than went out and spent it. And didn't get didn't give him a lot of assets during his time there. So, um, nonetheless, he's on to Tampa Bay with uh, to be with Bruce Arians as the uh, defensive coordinator. And uh, I think they could do some good down there, uh, especially when you look at Tampa Bay. They've got some pieces uh, with uh, Jameis Winston. You know, he, he's a wild card, but he's shown he can win. Uh, Mike Evans at receiver, and then uh, Gerald McCoy on that defensive line is always going to be a presence. So. Uh, not just on the field, but off the field as a leader. So, um, wish Todd Bowles the best as he goes to Tampa. The Browns promoted Freddie Kitchens from offensive coordinator to head coach. Um, the Browns went seven, eight, and one this season, and uh, the team really seemed to flourish when um, with uh, Baker Mayfield under the helm and the. Uh, they ran a similar offense to the offense he ran at Oklahoma just because uh, it's been you've kind of seen what happens when teams try to force rookies into an NFL system right off the bat. They'll sink for the most part. Uh, Baker Mayfield, they, they put him in similar looks that he saw at Oklahoma in the shotgun um, play action stuff like that. And he was able to do pretty well. He, I, he certainly surprised me. I didn't think he should have been the number one pick. And he uh, showed that he can certainly lead a team to victory, especially a team that hadn't seen a win in Cleveland in, uh, geez, closing in on two years. They went 1-31 in at one point in 32 games under uh, their old head coach, Hugh Jackson. So um, Kitchens has some stuff to work with. Uh, The Browns have a lot of first-round draft picks this year coming up. They've got a lot of money to work with in free agency. The defense is young and talented. I think Cleveland could actually be a force next year. Um, you know, I always say that. I always think Cleveland could be interesting this year. Maybe they'll maybe they'll do some stuff. But this year, I actually feel like the Browns have the potential, or this offseason, to make some moves and uh, maybe be a player next year in that division. The Steelers are up in the air. Antonio Brown might be on the move. Le'Veon Bell's gone. Ben Roethlisberger's old as a, well, I don't even have an analogy for that, but he's old. Um, and he's going to be retiring soon. They don't. I don't know who the backup is at that point. The defense is mediocre. Always has been. Ever, or not always, but past five years or so, it's been. it hasn't been the steel curtain, that's for sure. So where the Steelers go from here, who knows? The Bengals, uh, they've never been a playoff contender. 
and they made the right decision by finally moving on from Marvin Lewis. That was never going going anywhere. The Ravens are the only other team that may stand in the Browns' way in that division simply because of their defense and Lamar Jackson looks to be an interesting option at quarterback. But I think Cleveland's a team you're going to want to watch out for next season. Uh, however, in this current season, uh, the playoff, the uh, division matchups are here. The Indianapolis Colts are at the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. The Dallas Cowboys, who surprised a lot of people beating the Seahawks in the first round, will take on the L.A. Rams. That's at the Coliseum. The L.A. Chargers will be taking on the New England Patriots in New England. And um, I'm sure you guys all saw the story of Brandon Meebane, uh, the defensive tackle, I believe he is, for the Chargers. He lost his seven-week uh, old daughter, McKenna, um, to a heart condition. And um, he's going to be playing this Sunday, I'm sure, with a very heavy heart. So I myself, I'm going to be rooting for the Chargers. I know that I, I never really liked the Patriots to begin with, but now I have extra incentive to root for the Chargers, and I'm sure a lot of you will also be rooting for them. Um, just at least Brandon, you know, and it's an incredible circumstance to soldier on and keep playing, but I know he's playing for her, and um, I wish him nothing but the best, he and his family. Um, I'm certainly keeping them in my prayers. Um, just a can't imagine what it's like to go through that. So uh, that's Chargers at Patriots. And then the last game this weekend uh, will be the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles at the New Orleans Saints. And you never know with the Eagles. Uh, they lost 48-7 to in the, in the Dome uh, in New Orleans this year. It looked terrible. I thought their season was over. And here they are with Nick Foles beating the Chicago Bears in that vaulted defense, 16-15 to to move on. And uh, you never know. The Eagles defense stepped up in that game against Chicago. It looks like they're back to their form, to their Super Bowl form last year. Um, and what Nick Foles are we going to see? Are we going to see uh, the Super Bowl Nick Foles where he just makes unbelievable reads, unbelievable throws, and leads the team to an upset victory? Or are we going to see the L.A. Rams Nick Foles where nothing went right for him? But if the recent history is any indication, uh, we're going to see a big performance from him. And uh, Eagles and Saints, the Saints have been uh, the favorites all year in that division. Um, I would circle that one and keep it up as an upset alert. Eagles at Saints. Now let's uh, go ahead and take a look at some Major League Baseball news. Former Cardinals outfielder Chris Duncan is taking a personal taking personal time, excuse me, as he battles brain cancer. Duncan, who was a radio personality in St. Louis on 101 ESPN, left the show, The Turn, as he received treatment. <clears throat> Dunk will be taking a permanent leave from 101 ESPN to continue his fight against cancer and focus on health. If you pray, please keep him in your prayers. If you don't, keep him in your thoughts. He's our brother and we miss him deeply, the radio show tweeted Monday. Duncan has battled the can uh, the brain tumor before. Uh, back in 2012, he was diagnosed with glioblastoma, which was the same form of cancer that his mother died from in 2013. Duncan said in March that a tumor kept popping up, which made him step down from the radio show temporarily last year. The Cardinals also tweeted out their support for Duncan, who was with the team from 2005 to 2009. 
uh, <clears throat> also now. Uh, Manny Machado, uh, the Yankees, White Sox, and Phillies are all pursuing free agent Manny Machado. But a report Monday suggests that his wife has already decided where she wants to live. Wallace Matthews of the New York Daily News reports a source said Machado's wife, Yaney, is enamored with New York City and very much would like to live here. The same source says Yaney has a very strong influence on her husband's decision-making. Shocking. Uh, Sure, it's another day and another Manny Machado rumor. Uh, A rumor last month held that Machado was telling friends he preferred the Yankees after visiting with all three teams. According to the Atlantic, Machado told them if the offers are close, he'll be headed to the Bronx. A mid uh, report in mid-December suggests the Yankees would not offer Machado a deal to his desired $300 million price range, but Matthews reports that the Yankees officials expect him to sign for somewhere in the 220 to $270 million range, presumably a Yankees-friendly price tag. And those two reports were courtesy of the Sporting News. Last but not least, guys, I've decided to start covering the Premier League, um, soccer or football, as uh, the European friends would call it. Um, Taking a look at the table, the top three, we have Liverpool at 54 points, Manchester City at 50, and Tottenham at 48. Uh, As far as uh, Premier League news is concerned, uh, Christian Pulisic is still... On the, on the wire or on the news. Uh, Pulisic will spend the rest of the campaign on loan with Dortmund before linking up with uh, Chelsea ahead of the 2019-2020 season. The USA International, who plays as a right winger or a, on the left behind a striker, said, In summer, I move on to Chelsea and a new competition, the English Premier League. It's a privilege to have signed for such a legendary cl- club, and I look forward to working hard towards being a contributor on their team of world-class players. Chelsea director Mariana <coughs> ooh, excuse me, uh, Granos, Granovskia added, We are delighted to have signed one of Europe's most sought-after young players. Christian has shown his quality during a fantastic spell in Germany, and at just 20, we believe he has the potential to become an important Chelsea player for many years to come. We look forward to welcoming him to Stamford Bridge in the summer and wish him and Dortmund every success for the remainder of the season. 